where Crispin is? No, he he ran out right after Kelly did. I gotta go look for him. I at least have to try. I can't leave Kelly out there. What do you mean? Drake, Kelly's dead. What? Kelly's dead, you didn't know that? Look, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't want to have to t tell you like this, but she got killed. Her body's up there on the floor right now. Drake, I'm sorry. I Shut up! Felix! Cared about Shut up! Shut up! Stop talking! I'm sorry. Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford. You're trying to figure out where you know me from? You want a hint? From porn! Yeah, that's right! Your pervert boyfriend wants me in a porno movie! Are you done? I am. <laughs> and I'm Tony the Tiger, the Thunder from Down Under, and I'm here to answer the question, is man indeed a walrus at heart? Uh, is that from Tusk? Of course it's from Tusk. <laughs> Why? Why? Why would you do that? Because that's, you... that's the movie that I watched recently. What? But... God. Oh. All right. For some reason, Tony likes Tusk. <laughs> uh -oh. This is a fucking weirdo. Sue right. me. Okay, but we're not doing Tusk this week, no. This week we're doing Your Next, which is Tony's choice. And for that I will forgive him. Yes. Um, I had to choose between that and my daughter to leave the Holocaust. And uh, it stars the legendary Barbara Crampton. Ah! Um, and a bunch of other people I don't. No. You you never heard of Shani Vinson? No. Oh. I don't think so. You never watched Time and Away? No. I'm familiar with Larry Fessenden, but only in name. I, I can't place what I know him from. Wasn't he in that movie Shame? That's Michael Fassbender. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Patata, patata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we get into all the good stuff, I'm just going to get the plugs quickly out of the way. So I would like to encourage everyone to check out my books on Amazon.com by typing in Brandon Ford into the search box. You'll find my author page, which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever I have um, new titles. And by the way, my books are available in hardcover, Kindle, and paperback editions. And they're pretty balls, aren't they, Tony? Yes, yes. And yes, they, very yeah, good cover right. art. Mm-hmm. Um, if you prefer audio books, I have several titles on Audible, which you can easily find by typing in Brandon Ford. If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford. I am also on both Twitter and Letterboxd, both of which I'm quite inactive these days. Um, at Brandon Ford, Tony, you give your stuff. Oh, so my Letterboxd is Tony underscore the underscore bear. Because um, if you can't tell, I'm a bear. <laughs> We don't put pictures up. Uh, and my Twitter is um, Madonna Horror. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, feel free to email directly, directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please stop by the official Blind Rage Podcast Facebook page to like and subscribe drop by the blind rage podcast youtube channel last and most importantly please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the blind rage podcast on your preferred podcasting platform before we get into your next tony what have you been watching recently? Uh, before I get into that, can I just ask if you happen to know, does Apple do a, um, like a, uh, audible version? Like just on the phone? Um, ebook? No. What do you, I don't understand the oh, question. Oh, ne- never mind. Um, we could get Kindle on your iPhone. Where it reads it to you, because I thought I might like, because I'm going. We on can get Audible, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. On your right. iPhone, I've only been telling you that for like 20 years, but you don't want to do it. Yeah, but I'm oblivious to things. Um, <laughs> uh, clearly. <laughs> anyway, the movies that I've been watching. So obviously, I watched the movie Tusk with Justin Long and uh, Michael Parks and Haley Joel. And, oh, that guy that eats professionally, and he's, like, he's quite cute in photo. The one that was in that shitty movie that we watched. The uh, Halloween segment with, uh, that was directed by Kevin Smith. He eats professionally. Yeah, I think he eats stuff. You know, like in document, you know, like where they go to restaurants and eat. No. Oh, you mean he's a, um, a food critic? No, a food, well... <sighs> You know, like where there's, there's there's shows where they ordered like the one kilogram steak and like it's a challenge to eat it. Oh, so he's a competitive eater. I, I think, yeah, something like that. I, I feel that's the case, but 
<laughs> I could be very wrong. I okay. did skim this information. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, watched the movie Tuscast after listening to a uh, podcast about it and re-enjoyed it all. It's, it's a, mm. <laughs> it's a movie that I quite find fun. It's, mm-hmm. um, and a show that I finally got around to, which, has taken me a while to get to because I turned, <laughs> I watched the movie, uh, the show Wednesday, uh, about Wednesday Adams. Um, mm-hmm. my problem with me, um, aside from my drinking is, uh, I don't tend to watch shows when they're at the heart of their popularity. I just think, oh, I'll watch it later and then I forget to watch it. <laughs> so, but mm-hmm. in saying that, I did enjoy the show. I, my one big gripe and it, it's actually, a fairly big gripe for me is that I feel that they ruined the characters of the parents. Um, I really love them in the movies and the actors and the choices and their characteristics in the show, I just felt really, um, didn't work well. I just didn't like it. Uh, Well, I guess, huh? Well, with, um, Raul Julia and Angelica Houston, they were really, they were, they were trying to make the characters their own while not veering too far away from the show. And I really, really appreciated what they did. I thought they were both excellent in those movies. Um, I thought they were actually better than John Aston and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yvonne DiCarlo. Was that her? Belinda Carlisle. Yvonne de Carlo. <laughs> no, I'm not too sure. I know it was John Austin, but, uh, Aston, but uh, I forget the woman. I like John Aston. Um, yeah. But I like, I thought Raul Julia was a lot funnier in the movies. Whereas, yeah. Have you seen the show? No, I couldn't be bothered. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, it was better. Like, uh, I, I, I think that was also my thing is that. Initially, I sort of thought, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered. But once I started watching it, I got into it quite easily. Um. Oh, speaking of Wednesday Adams, um, uh, well, this happened months ago now, but I only just recently found out. Um, Lisa Loring, who played Wednesday on the TV show, passed away. Yes, yeah, that I know that as well. Mm. Anything These else? These things happen. Um, uh, yeah, okay, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I watched the movie The Black Phone, um, which I found the beating in that far worse than the beating in Mummy Dearest, just to uh, <laughs> hark back to a conversation we had off mic. Um, but I didn't mind it. Um I actually didn't find it very suspenseful. Uh, I thought that his getaway was almost easy. Yeah. You know, it, um, I don't know if it's the pacing or something was an issue for me where, uh, yeah, it just, um, there wasn't even, there wasn't much encounters between the victim and the villain to sort of, build up that tension. There was a little, but yeah. Um, 
It just, uh, it was a fine movie in the end. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> it was a, like, I didn't hate myself for watching it. It was, I say fine. I, the reviews were much more favourable than what I would have given it, but yeah. <laughs> the reviews were a bit much. It's like, all right, you need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> And how about yourself? <laughs> what have you been watching lately? Well, in my, in the Far From Home episode, I told, I gave an, I told an anecdote about how when I was, um, when I was young, when we had HBO, one of my favorite things to do was to creep down at night and watch movies on HBO and and that was how I discovered Far From Home and a bunch of other movies um, <clears throat> when I was growing up. And recently, I revisited one of those movies, which I remember I liked it when I watched it on HBO when I was a kid. And then I watched it some years later. I I don't remember when the last... I think this was probably only the third time I'd seen it. Um, but I watched it again some years later and being kind of uh, on it. And then watching it now, I was like, okay, this is a really bad movie. Um, but it's called Spellbinder. Oh. And it has Kelly Preston and Tim Daly and... Um, while I don't like to speak ill of the dead, um, it's kind of evident why Kelly Preston didn't go on to be a major A-list movie star. <laughs> Just a star fucker. You know, she, uh, was a, um, exchange student that came to Adelaide. I did not know that. Did you meet her? Did you? Did she live with your family? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. She. She was. We had her over for dinners. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? No. No. Uh, the name sounds familiar, but no. Mm. What's the movie about? Well, um, um, Tim Daly's character. Uh, discovers Kelly Preston's character being beaten and abused on the street and he becomes her knight in shining armor and rescues her and takes her home with him and they begin an immediate love affair and she moves in and he comes to find that she is part of a coven and they are not too happy that she has left and they and they want her back. Yeah. Um so And this and was things... pre Scientology. Um it was eighty nine, so I think at that wait what were they together? I don't know. I don't know if they were together. I don't I don't know when they got married. Um I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
I'm going to say yes. Um, <laughs> no, but it's a movie about someone being in a cult. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and Scientology is a cult. I, I was able to draw those conclusions. <laughs> Follow that dancing bow, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I would think that if they were together... Well, I mean... Mm, at that time, they this Scientologists weren't the zealots that they are now. Yeah. It was like so, Kabbalah in the early days. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know about that. Because you know, Scientology's been hurting people from the beginning. I don't. Yeah. Kabbalah never hurt anyone. Just your reputation. <laughs> Mm. Um, now was Tim Daly in Cagney and Lacey? I don't fucking know. He was on Wings. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, I watched that, and I found a really interesting documentary on Tubi <clears throat> called. <coughs> Excuse me called In Search of All-American Massacre. Hmm. And um, All-American Massacre was meant to be a direct sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And it had Bill Mo- Bill Mosley in it playing Chop Top. Yeah. And it was directed by Toby Hooper's son. And this was, it was announced in 99 and in 2000 there, the, the website came up and it was supposed to come out on Halloween that year and it never did. Um, but I, this was the year that I first got online First, I got my first computer, and I do remember this, and I remember looking at the website and seeing some of the stills from the movie. And while it was in the back of my mind, I did kind of forget about it, and then I remembered it um, some years later, and then, you know, I looked to see if anything ever came of it, and nothing did, but apparently there are really huge fans of the Chop Top character and the Chainsaw series, in particular Part 2, who have never heard about this and didn't know anything about it at all. And um, somebody who worked on the movie, I can't remember who it was, but said that he would go to horror conventions all the time and see people with Texas Chainsaw Massacre tattoos and ask them if they'd knew about it and they were like huh um so what the documentary was about it had some interviews with a couple of the actors who worked on the movie their experiences about working on the movie um some conspiracies about why the movie never came out um i don't I don't remember why, but they weren't able to get um, an interview with 
Bill Mosley, or did they? Or maybe that was an archival interview. I don't know. But I know that they said they reached out to him on Facebook uh, for a while, and then he stopped answering. Yeah. And someone they knew worked on a movie with him because he works all the fucking time and they asked him about the movie and he just said um i'm not at liberty to discuss that movie right now so that leads me to believe there's some legalities involved the rights or something okay but toby hooper was on the set and did help out with some stuff um and so according to the documentary there uh, were some issues with the movie uh, the director wasn't happy with it and he kept wanting to do reshoots and um he was talking about releasing it up all the way up until 2016 and then nothing ever came of it and still nothing has come of it but you can see mm. there's a teaser and a trailer that's on youtube and i think there are a couple of clips some clips or something yeah um but all of the, it's only like the documentary is only about an hour and seven minutes so there really wasn't any conclusion they didn't find the movie um it just you know brought on more questions about the movie but i the the documentary just came out recently and i've noticed that it has sparked some interest um or when the documentary documentary was announced it sparked some interest and people have been talking about it on youtube in different videos and podcasts and such so people are starting to look for it now um whether or not they'll find it i don't know um it's finished we know that because one of the actors who played a key role in it said he did shoot an ending and he saw um, they had, uh, Tony, his name is Tony Hooper, had mm -hmm. a, uh, a, a viewing party at his house. And back then, you know, because he did this independently, uh, uh, you know, this was, this was, this was a labor of love project. This was basically had like a $20 budget. Yeah. It was shot on DV. Um, so, you know, back then he didn't have like a way to make a work print really because especially at that time, like iMovie and all that uh, movie editing stuff wasn't as common as it is now. So he had like six to eight minute clips that he was, I, I don't know, storing somehow. I don't know how you'd be able to store high quality video files on a computer way back in 2000 but he did play those clips those rough scenes yeah um to a group of people on his computer 
at this gathering so they did see it and so it is it is out there somewhere um it's maybe just, um maybe Sophie Monk's doing an extended director's cut of it maybe she is oh god um so yeah um so yeah, uh, I mean, while it was interesting to hear people talk about the movie, it was kind of frustrating because, you know, there's still nothing of it out there. And this, with the age of, you know, fan films being such a thing, there's no reason he can't just put it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you reckon he's lost it? <laughs> I, they don't know. They don't know. Um, but in saying because that, what, there was, yeah, the tra- teaser trailer was put out like, like two years ago, so. Yeah. And. Uh, see, uh, there was also like a box of stuff that was put up for auction on eBay and it had a bunch of stills and some reels. And I don't know if those are the masters or what, but somebody bought bought it and they were trying to track down the person who bought the stuff and they couldn't find him do the hoopers have any legal entitlement to the leatherface and texas chainsaw brand i don't think anymore yeah uh because um both toby hooper and kim hinkle have passed yeah so i don't know I don't know. Um, Has the son directed any other stuff? Yeah, I think, I believe so. Um, I don't know if he's ever been very successful, but... I don't know. But in... I guess he doesn't quite think it's as good as he would like it to be, and that's probably why it's not on YouTube. Like, it, it could be that his, he finds it hard living in his father's shadow and just will never accept anything as good enough. That could be partially true because, I mean, the the main actor who they spoke with said that he was calling him for at least three years after they finished principal photography saying that he wanted to reshoot certain scenes and he had all these ideas for new endings and different scenes and it was supposed it was supposed to be a 10 minute short initially and then it kept um they kept building upon it and um kept calling actors back to do different scenes um so it could be a feature with all the stuff that they have. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe if somebody get a petition put together and see if they can get uh, Tony to put the movie on YouTube so the fans can finally see it. Mm. 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 I mean... It can't be any worse than some of the fan films that are on YouTube now. Yeah, yeah, it was. 
some of that stuff is really painful. There is an audience that wants to see it, so. Yes, and plus they want to see it because Bill Mosley is in it, and it's directed by Toby Hooper's son. So, yeah. so there's that. Um, and um, so we're going to get into your next, but before we do, I just wanted to say because everything comes full circle, <clears throat> the director and writer um, of the movie of your next. Their first collaboration was a really bad movie. Really bad horror movie uh, came out in, I think, like the late uh, aughts. And it was called Homesick. And um, Bill Mosley was in that. Ah. As was the one and only Tiffany Shepis. Oh, okay. What was bad about it? I just the story and, and everything about it. <laughs> it was so long ago that I watched it. I don't even I don't even remember what the hell it was about. Yep, yep. Oh, good. I'll have to look it up. Uh, if you must. I don't need to watch it. I can still look it up. You can do whatever your sweet little heart desires. All right. On that note, we should press play. Yeah, we should do that. So we're going to begin your next in three, two, one, play. Uh, I listened to both commentaries that are on the disc, and they made mention of how happy they were to have the new Lionsgate logo at the beginning. Okay. (laughs) What was the odd one? Was it just a red... It was that one with the yeah. It had the the red tint in the background with the with the gears. Yes, and it like yeah. kind of closed like steel doors. This new one looks more European to me. The jingle sounds very cheap. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's what it is. It reminds me of like Europa or um, Plan Four or something. Mm. Here's my here's my cameo. There's Larry Fessenden there. So they were saying that they, the original opening was, it was going to be focused on an elderly man who had a little doggy. And um, he got up to prepare his day and he was making like a smoothie or something. He, He let the dog out. And he was preparing to make a smoothie or some, some something in, in the blender. And then when he went to go out to check on the dog, the dog was decapitated. And I think the head was in the house or something. And yeah. it would it said, you're next on the wall. And that one of the notes from the producers was like, no, no, no. <laughs> That's not a very good way to start your movie with it murder of a sweet little doggy. They'd rather kill that. people. <laughs> yeah, people because you know everybody loves dogs, but yes. people Jesus. Well, I feel like the dog murder, the dog death is is a cliche. 
as well. Like, uh, there's a lot of thrillers, and this is exemplified in funny games, where the first victim is usually the dog. Um. <clears throat> well, funny games was a very big inspiration. Oh, for this movie? For this, yeah. yeah as was uh, The Strangers. The Strangers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were very um, inspired by a lot of home invasion yeah. movies. Um, but I think that's probably why I liked this one, is because I found both of those were quite dire, and this one had a lightness to it that I by the was glad to see. Movie, yeah. By the end of the movie, I wanted to fucking put a bullet in my head every time the song came on. And I can't even understand a fucking word he's saying. It's a, nothing's fine, I'm torn. No, it's saying something <laughs> about looking for magic. Yeah. It's like his, um, percussioning his throat as he's singing. Yeah. <laughs> he's sing. he's, he's putting a little too much, um... Vibrato. Style. He's trying to, you know... He's trying to showboat. Just fucking mm. sing the song. Um, but... Shut up and sing. <laughs> either the writer or the director, one of them, they really, really wanted this fucking song. Um, and the band who did it was... I don't know. They're past their prime, apparently. Uh, I don't even remember yeah. what they were called. Um, but the guy and his... The singer and his wife uh, were part of the band. And so the director kept calling them and asking about what they could do to get the rights, to use a song in the movie, and... Um, and, um, it depended on the husband's, because he was, apparently he was like an old hippie. Yeah. Um, and he said, he would always change his, his mind, and, uh, they couldn't understand what he was saying a lot of the time, because he would he speak, <laughs> he would speak, yeah, basically, plus he would speak like, speak like an old hippie yeah, with the yeah. old you know the old uh, <laughs> hippie uh, jargon um, but anyway during one of the conversations where they were talking about the song or trying to negotiate because this is this had this is credited or listed rather on Wikipedia as having a one million dollar budget but according to them it was w way under that okay um but, um, yeah, so they were trying to get the song, and they were trying to agree on a price, and the husband was on the phone, and the director heard the wife in the background said something like, um, they, they want looking for a magic, but they can't fucking afford magic. So she was a little crazy, too. <laughs> um... And Barbara Crampton came out of retirement for this. Hmm. You reminded me of something I was thinking the other day. Because um, uh, a friend of mine invited me to a beachside yoga 
um, session. Mm-hmm. And I went to be supportive because they're transitioning and I want to support them as they're doing so. But the the uh, yogi was like a, a, a Reiki healer. And uh, I checked out the website and for like a, an hour session, it's like $125. <laughs> so I was thinking, yeah, I can't, be- I can't afford that magic. <laughs> mm. What was that movie where... Um, what was that movie where they they had it like a yoga in the park scene and the lead character kept trying to like hide in the background and she didn't, uh, didn't want to pay? It was Bridesmaids. Was it Bridesmaids? But it wasn't yoga, it was um, uh, exercising. And it was that guy from, um, not Reno 911. Um, it's that comedy show with 911 in the title and he sort of came out recently as saying that he got a producer felt him up oh yeah do you know what I'm talking about I know you're talking about I can't remember his name the black guy yeah um I keep thinking it's Kenny <laughs> I don't think it is <laughs> well like it's a it's a two syllable name with a Um, I used to think the detective on there was so cute. Oh, God. His his name was Joe something, I remember him. Yeah. That's going to bug me, the show name. Um. Oh. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes, that's, yes. I was thinking Jersey, and that's, no, it's not Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, that show was funny. Um, but anyway, yeah, Barbara Crampton came out of retirement for this, and they con- they contacted her agent, yeah. and they just o- they just offered her the role, um, and they didn't have anybody else in mind, and it was it was actually kind of sweet because she came across as very humble yeah and she did because they just they didn't want to read her they you know they they're saying we want you here's the script if you want to do it yeah and she just didn't understand she was like don't they want to meet me don't they want me to audition and i don't understand yeah um so obviously she doesn't know that she's a legend Mm, she doesn't know her worth. She doesn't know her worth. That is true. But yeah, at the time, she was, you know, she had a family. She was living in San Francisco. She really wasn't acting. She'd come back to it. I mean, she was in that movie that we did, um, uh, Tales of Halloween. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And that was after this. Now... I've said this before, and people got in arguments with me on fucking Facebook, as people tend to do. Well, that's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. Um, but it kind of, and I think I must, I've probably talked about it on the podcast before, but I take umbrage with movies that have characters who are from exotic locales. 
and it's never explained or mentioned why they're in the country. Um, especially if it's a married couple and it's like the husband is married to a woman from England and you're just, you know, you just accept that she's English and they live in middle America for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. But one thing that I really liked about this was they gave the Australian character a backstory and it wasn't even long. It didn't take them very long. She explained it in about maybe 30 seconds Mm -hmm. about, you know, she lived on a survival survivalist commune in the outback. And, you know, that also explained how she was able to make those traps and shit and why she was so smart and why she was such a good fighter. Um, and because of, you know, what she endured, her family came to the U.S. Yeah. So, there you go. That's what you gotta do. It took all of ten seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that was one thing that I thought this movie got Did right. right. Um, yes. See, I prefer that than, like, a, a quick throwaway of how it happened than dedicating a scene and and dramatic music explaining you know. yeah because it no because it wasn't necessary yeah and they did it they did it in a in a perfect scene where you know she was uh putting the nails in the boards yeah to make weapons and stuff um we had sort of a, a cult that was <laughs> Maybe about it, like it's it was within the suburbs of Adelaide, about um, um, ten minutes from where I grew up, and um, the police, you know, uh, came in and they found all like bullets in the um, hollowed out bed furniture. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) I don't care for that. So they were one of those real paranoid, like uh, you know, the world's going to end type of cults. And I think that the leader absconded with all this money, so. (laughs) Which is how it goes. Um, By the way, speaking of the cast, did you notice who else is in this movie? Um, Wendy Glenn. Do you know, did you notice who plays the Tyree character? Oh, no, who is it? Ty West. Oh, really? Oh, okay. What's he famous for? X and Pearl. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were just humoring me. No, no, I knew the name. <laughs> recognition. Yes. I can, I well, can fake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they knew each other because they, like, worked on VHS together. Oh, yep, yep, yep. It always it, it it takes me a few beats to get used to an Amer- an Aussie accent. <laughs> it's just so rare in American movies that you find the Aussies will do an American accent as opposed to being allowed their natural speaking voice. Well, originally she was going to be American. Did she keep slipping out of the, of the no. accent? No, <laughs> no. Um... She, when she was, you know, doing her reading and 
everything. She didn't think that she did a very good American accent. I think they were happy with it, but I think they liked her natural speaking voice. They preferred well, it. Yeah. I mean... And then they so. changed that. They changed her character around yeah. because of it. Yeah. I think having her letting her play Ozzy helps her be more relaxed. Uh, I think because I'm going to say she wasn't a um, seasoned actress by this point. So um, the more you can allow a, an actor or actress to be comfortable, it's probably better for the film. And um, if she was focusing too much on playing American, I don't think she would have come across as well. But also, um, and this is probably my own bias. I feel that um, an Australian survivalist camp would be different than an American type one, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't know why that would uh, make any difference, but I, I don't know. Like, I feel that if she was an American survivalist, she might have uh, been less uh, socially um, um, capable. Like, uh, just just going by stuff that I've seen about militias and stuff like that, it's, <laughs> it seems a bit more... Um, anti-government and uh, paranoia and stuff like that. Mm. Sorry to shit all over your country. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to. <laughs> I'm so offended. <laughs> okay, we're ending this podcast now. Um, well, your ramblings did make me forget my next <laughs> trivia. That when oh, kangaroos kick each other, they're trying to knock out their balls. <laughs> Well, when the, when uh, the actress Wendy, would you say her name was Coon or something? Wendy she's Glenn. English. Wendy Glenn. Yeah, she's English, and she and um, what's her name? Shani. Shani, whatever. They were roommates for four years. Oh. At the time of this movie. And they, she was cast first. Shawnee, whatever her name is. She was cast first. And I think they wanted Wendy. But the director understood that certain actors don't like to work with their friends. Yeah. So they asked her first. And she was like, I think she would be perfect for the movie. Um, and I would love to work with her. Um, so she essentially got her the part. I'm surprised to hear that some actors don't like to work with their friends. Mm. Well, I guess it's the whole competitive nature, you know, because they want to outdo each other. Yeah. Because, you know acting is a very that's why so many uh, actors who get married their marriage ends in divorce because it's so competitive (laughs) thank you Anna Faris well yeah that was they were the only actors who have ever been married and got divorced no and admitted like no she said that it was because she uh, resented his success oh I didn't know that she was that honest. Like, I don't think resent. She didn't use the word resented, but I think she became a bit jealous that his career overtook hers. 
But she was candid about it, like, apparently in her, in her podcast. Which is, mm. you know, good that she can be that self-reflective. I'm going to go check on Kelly. Well, she was successful in her own right, so I don't even know why she would Yeah, but I think resentful. that it sort of became the case that her success started coming down as his started increasing. Specifically with that Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Mm. Whereas she then went to telly, which... She went, yes, she went to telly. <laughs> Why are you talking British? <laughs> Why are you talking British? I thought you were from Philadelphia. <laughs> Pennsylvania, but yeah. Yeah, I'm often asked if I'm from Pennsylvania why I speak with an English accent. <laughs> You're a witch. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> One aspect I didn't like about this was the whole your next thing. Well, I think, that. yeah, um, Uh, I actually didn't watch it for a long time because I didn't like the title. <laughs> you didn't uh, like it? The title, yeah. Oh. And I hadn't seen the movie for a long Like, uh, yeah, when I finally got around to it seeing it, I was like, yeah, this is fine. Because, um, yeah, I'd sort of gotten over the home invasion movies. Um, there was just a few that came out at the one time and they were just a bit like... Eh. The same. Um... I forgot what I was going to say. That's all right. You didn't like the title? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, um... No, no, you were talking about how you didn't like the whole concept of the Your Next being written up. Um, but I thought it worked fine if you, you know, going with, uh... They were trying to set up, like, a serial killings so that it's not just the one family that got killed. I remember, um, sorry, just, uh, I once, uh, was starting a relationship with someone and I went to their house and, and I, I got your neck sprawled on the wall <laughs> in blood in cum. Um, and, oh. um, like I you always and... have to take it one step too far. <laughs> we had to bring out the black light. Um, no, but like I, so I'd gotten to the house and I was, it was sort of on time and I was knocking at the front door and they just weren't answering and I, and I could hear music playing in the, in the, inside the house. That was kind of loud. So I tried knocking a few times, but like the song was on repeat and, and it was the song, when will I see you again? And I like, and I just like got this image of like someone killing themselves to that song. Um, but it turned out that they were in the shower. So that's why they went. <laughs> Able to change the song or like come to the door. I, I, I think that people who listen to the same song on, on repeat are people of interest. <laughs> no, but it was song. like he would have changed it, but for the fact that he was in the shower when it was playing. So I would have gotten out of the fucking shower. <laughs> And change and it, it if that and it was me. like a it was a, a like a 90s techno version of it so it was like even lamer. Uh, oh good. <laughs> um Now I forgot another one of my guys. <laughs> you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. 
give us. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I really didn't like the whole um, revelation of the motive because it was just about money. Yeah. Womp, womp. An inheritance. That's what this is all for. I've never heard that one before. Well, that's the most common motive I'm sure people have. What other one would you have preferred? I don't... I what really, motive would you have given? Oh, well, I... Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> You're secretly gay. <laughs> Why did he have to be in cahoots with them? I mean, if they, want, if they wanted to make a movie like The Strangers so bad, why didn't they just make a movie where the killers had no motives? Uh, yeah, but just because you're inspired doesn't mean that you want to recreate. Yeah, well, it also doesn't mean that you just, like, fucking go for low-hanging fruit. And just say, oh, it's all about money. I'm getting an inheritance, so I'm going to kill my whole family, so nobody else gets it. Nah, 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 nah. What's her name? Sharna or whatever. Sharna. She was saying when they recorded the commentary that she had seen the um, the Delier guy with the beard. Recently. Oh, okay. Um, uh, she had seen him at like a Dunkin' Donuts uh, film festival or something. Oh. I don't know. But she said he looked totally different. How so? And she said, well, he lost the weight and he shaved the beard, so he said he looked really good. Yeah, yeah. Not that he, not that he didn't look good in the movie. No, he looks good in the movie. But he looks better, supposedly. Um, a lot, a lot of these actors in the movie are people that the director had worked with before. Yeah, because he, especially the uh, one AJ, he's been in like I don't know a handful of the movies. And one thing that annoyed me about the commentaries, both of them was they kept mentioning a movie that they did called A Horrible Way to Die. They kept mentioning it over and over and over again. Well, they were trying to get an audience. And they were comparing it. I Well, uh, and they um, were referencing a genre of film called Mumblecore, which I've never heard of in my life. Ah, I've heard of mumble um, rap. I've heard of mumble rap. Um, but no, I've never heard of mumblecore. But apparently they were both fans of it. And it kind of sounded like a Dogma 95 thing. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they liked a lot of those movies. And they were trying to... They were pulling from a bunch of different... Yeah. Do you know what the, uh, you know... Basics of mumblecores. They said a lot of it has to do with the method of acting. Okay. 
talking over here. A lot of this is improv. Like very Altman. Yeah, a lot of this is improv. Um, yeah. A lot. There's a lot of of um, of dialogue that's improv. Yeah. You know what I thought was really smart on the um, part of um, I can't Sherney. <laughs> Just say the Aussie girl. <laughs> the Aussie girl, actress. Um, during the scene, toward the end, when he came clean about everything and he has that whole dramatic monologue, mm. she didn't read that part in the script. The only thing that she read was the last line so she knew what her cue was. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't read it because she wanted her reaction to be authentic. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, I thought that was really smart. Good for her. And now the fit has just hit the shan. Mm-hmm. And poor Barbara Crampton. Yes. So she was, I think, 54 when they did this. And she and was already in retirement by that age. Well, she uh, she wanted to have a family. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, but yeah, she was 54. And they... <laughs> That when they met her, first of all, they didn't know it was her because they said she looked so young and mm. she, they, they thought she looked about 30 and they were like, oh, this might be a problem because we don't know if she, people will buy that she's a mother of these boys who are like... Uh, like 30. Yeah, yeah. No, in the in the family portrait, she looks like a sister. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she was joking or not, but she said, oh, by that point, I'd had a few facelifts. <laughs> oh, good for her for having a sense of you. If she has, they've, they've been well done. <laughs> like... I don't think she is, you know, um, as as well off. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. movies like Reanimator and stuff. You're 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 not yeah. exactly rolling in money, but she does do the convention circuit. So yeah. Did you ever see a show called My Big Fat Obnoxious Boss? I've heard of it. <laughs> so you just reminded me of something that was done in it where, like, it was stupid. But I only watched a few, a little snippets of it. But one of them was um, stupid in a show called My Big Fat Obnoxious <laughs> Boss. You it was, it was like an, it was a send up of The Apprentice, but the competitors didn't know. Um, and so one of the challenges, like the reward, was she gets to sleep in the mo on the most expensive mattresses or something. But the kick was like that they were filled with money. And um, at the end of the night, they were just sleeping on the floor because it was just so uncomfortable to be sleeping in money. You know what I find even more ironic than that? <laughs> what? 
that on The Apprentice, there was also a big, fat, obnoxious boss. Yes, well, that was the... <laughs> the Mrs. Tingle about it. Uh, uh -huh. Big, fat, creamsicle. And that one he was having sex with on, at the board. <sighs> the one who was having sex with who? Ah, uh, don't worry. <laughs> um, getting back to Larry Fessenden, even though he's dead, um, or his character is dead, rather. I think that. Um, they were able to get him because he had worked with Ty West. Oh, yeah, before. That's yeah. well, good, you know. Um, it was a case of who you know. Um, because these type of movies can really fail with bad acting. <laughs> mm. oh, Felix died recently, the actor who played him. He did. Mm. How did that happen? Um, I'm not sure. Nicholas Tucci. Uh, I think it was a cancer, but I could oh. be I could be incorrect. He died in 2020. That's sad. <laughs> was he related to Stanley Tucci? No, Susan Lucci. This was a shock. Because you a knew something of, was going to happen, but <laughs> what happens? You know? A lot of the music the director made on his phone. Okay. <laughs> Which is impressive in 2011. Yeah. Like with an app, or like how? He had an app. Yeah. This is a uh, reference to Freddy's Nightmares. What? <laughs> the most famous episode. And which one is that? Where she goes running through the finishing line and gets decapitated. <laughs> oh, uh, Killer Instinct. Yes, yes. I don't know. That's the most famous episode. I think the most famous episode is the pilot. Well, you've said about how everyone knows that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's usually the one everybody remembers. But I think the one most people like is the pilot. Yeah, yeah. Where you get to see him lit up. Like a Christmas yeah. tree. The origin story. Which, again, full, cir full circle was directed by Toby Hooper. Oh, really? Ah. Tony Hooper sounds like a knockoff of Toby Hooper. <laughs> well, it's William oh, Tony really? Hooper. Yeah. Some places, if you text 911, they get it as a voicemail. They even have one bite. Um. <laughs> This, uh, oh, they had to do the, oh, I don't have a signal. Uh, 
Um, which, you know, I'm not a fan of. But they did some kind of a thing. A signal blocker. A signal blocker, yeah. 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 I. So that I, I could buy that, because I had a... Is I, that really a thing? Yeah. I knew a, a, a driver who used to take one with him on some bus routes, and if the students were getting annoying, he'd turn it on. Oh, I like that. I like him. Um, there is a thing called like a a Pam or a Bam or something. I don't know, but supposedly it is in the game Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Um, which I don't know anything about because I haven't played video games in probably twenty five years. But um, there's a it's a thing where it's like kind of like a bomb. Um, and if you throw it in a room, uh, with a lot of people, it'll render all of their phones completely useless. Oh, okay. So it like, it, it's a bomb. It doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes all electronics in the room. It like completely fries them. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's in the game, but apparently it's real. And I don't know if it's legal or not. I don't think it is legal. But you can get one for like $30. Okay. And the reason I know about it was because I was watching a Frauditor video. (laughs) And um, it was, you know, not one of their videos because I don't. I don't watch their videos on their channels because I don't want to give them revenue. Mm. I just watch the ones where people comment on how stupid they are. Um, but yeah, it, the the guy who was doing the commentary said that because they were what these frauders in particular like to do is go to um, a town council meetings and just you know, take the podium and just, like, fucking insult the police. Yeah, yeah. And say they're corrupt. And just generally be obnoxious. They want their soap dish. They... Soapbox. Soapbox. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Um, So he was saying, this particular meeting, at this particular meeting, there was a group of them there who all got... um, pushed out of the building mm. by the people who lived there because they were getting they're getting to be known in the area and people don't like what they're doing no understandably no. yeah so he was saying the guy who was hosting the video was saying next the people should just start throwing one of those pan things because if they don't have their phones to you know record everything yeah it's like yeah. an extension or an appendage that's gone. Yeah. It's like, what do you? Wh- who? Who am I without my recording device? Mm. And plus, and plus, uh, n- I'm gonna say nine point five out of ten of them act totally badass and get in people's faces because they're hiding behind the camera. Because yeah. they know nobody's going to retaliate and hit them in in the fucking mouth 
like they deserve to be because they have it on video and then they'll then they will call the police who they think are so corrupt and go <laughs> to the station to harass yeah for help oh there's one video i'm not going to stay on the big thing about this <laughs> you're getting a, like i feel like if we had but a, there's a, a audio visualizer you're like getting into the red zone <laughs> but there was one video that was really funny because it's one of the main dickheads was um you know he was filming the police and he was annoying them and antagonizing them and he was not standing where they wanted him this that him to stand because they were doing a a traffic stop yeah um and this guy who was on the street who was clearly either unhinged or on something got in his face <laughs> And was like, I ain't say you could film me. I ain't say you could film me. And he, they just started cursing at him, saying all this gibberish. And then he, the guy with the camera, turned to the cop and said, "Are you going to do something about this?" And the cop just went, "What do you want me to do?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, karma's it's like a bitch. like watching a rock in a hard place fighting amongst itself. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in all actuality, the cop really couldn't do anything. What was he going to do? Arrest the guy? Yeah. Because he was antagonizing him the same way? Yeah, yeah. The frauder was antagonizing him? The frauder who's always trying to protect the First Amendment? <laughs> all right, I'll stop talking about frauder. <laughs> Thanks. We're watching something far less scary. <laughs> One thing that I don't like about this movie, too, is there's too many fucking people. Okay. There's 16 people who get killed. Yeah. That's well, a lot of dead bodies. <laughs> people like a good death count. That's a, that's a pretty high death count. There are Friday the 13th that don't have 16 deaths. Nina, just cut that arrow. You don't pull it out, you idiot. <laughs> Well, you pull it out, and then you fucking nah, put pressure on it. Because it's got a head, you know, pulling it out means, oh, the you know. Yeah, it's got a big fat head. Yeah. Um, it's like that, you know, um, there's a, a fish that swims up your pee stream and yeah. anchors itself in your willy. Yeah. I don't want to fuck with that. That's probably in your neck of the woods. No, um, no, it's like in South America, I reckon. Um, during the scene where the Australian actress was, was crouched down, like in the woods, mm -hmm. she said, she said to the director, she's like, if we were filming this in Australia, I would never in a million years be down on the ground like this because there would be all kinds of crazy killer spiders yes. yeah. and bugs that would kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading recently about a, a got a movie. I think it was Jindabyne and um, Gabriel Byrne. I reckon stepped on a snake while <laughs> in the outback. yeah snakes too. She <laughs> yeah. said, "New Zealand's good because nothing can kill you there. Like none of the animals. So I'd be happy to camp there, but not in Australia." <laughs> well, I mean, 
haven't we learned from a cry in the dark? No. <laughs> a dingo's got my baby. Mm -hmm. That was called something else in Australia, Evil Angels. Okay, well that's... Which I don't know what channel. that refers to. <laughs> well, did she ever get convicted, that woman? She was, then got released. Uh, that Like, that the government made a mistake. Oh my god, did they find the baby? Oh, I don't think they ever did, no. No. They found... No, and I think they've got her... The only thing they found was her clothes, and that's in a museum. There... Oh. There is a scene just like that in both Slumber Party Massacre and Slumber Party Massacre 2, where somebody... Well, in the first one, Valerie's watching the TV, and it's really... Well, Valerie hears, but she doesn't want to open the door because she thinks... She thinks the guy banging on the door for help is um, playing a joke or something. Yeah, yeah. But in part, in part two, there's a girl who is banging on the door, and the guy inside has music blaring, yes. and he can't hear her. She doesn't get killed, but the guy she's with does. But this guy on the couch is dead anyway. He's already dead. He can't with help the music. you, girl. He's... Oh. God. Yeah, because he's too busy dead and yeah. listening to the same song over and over again. Yeah. It's probably haunting his limbo dreams. They... The director said, too, um... That I didn't I didn't know this, but apparently, if you pay for the rights to a song, it's cheaper to use it in the actual movie as opposed to over the credits. Really? So that's why during the end credits, it's a cover. Yeah. Okay. And they had that cover in the chamber ready to go just in case they couldn't get the rights to the oh it's playing again yes. to the original version because they really really wanted this fucking song well also well they said the director said that he would have to change a lot of direction in the script because the way some of the characters move it's kind of choreographed okay. to the beat of the song yeah yeah in particular um in the beginning the first scene yeah um and he didn't want to do that the first horror movie i wrote <laughs> I killed a character. I think I told you this, actually, yeah. I killed a character to Sha-la-la-la-la by the Venga Boys. Yeah, because you told me that one of the most horrifying things that you could imagine was being killed with that song on repeat and somebody finding you. Dancing to it. <laughs> I think I'd rather just get killed. And another, uh, in another one that I planned, uh, yeah, I killed someone to a techno song. 
I think it would be more embarrassing to be murdered to like Eiffel 65 or something. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. No. You know what I think would be humiliating? Um, From a distance. No. Worse. Okay. Limp Biscuit. Oh, my God. Keep rolling. (laughs) Or the fucking cover of Behind Blue Eyes. Well, Sorry. any of the covers. <laughs> he did a lot of covers, and they were all horrible. Uh, okay. But Faith was particularly bad. George Michael's? Yeah. Oh His God. cover oh. of Faith. No, like, just imagining him doing a cover of that is like, ugh. You, didn't, you never heard it? No. No. I'm, I'm happy to live my life without. Well. Um, instead of saying... Instead of singing... Um, I've got to have faith. Does he scream it? To that, yeah, he screams it. He just screams, "I've got to have faith." Sounds like you're vomiting. Oh no, wait, that's me. (laughs) I'm, I'm ashamed. Well, I don't know what he looks like now, but I'm ashamed, and I'm very ashamed to admit this. But no, I didn't have a crush on him, but I did think he was very cute. I thought he was a douchebag and I have, but I thought he was cute. your pink canoe thinking about him. <laughs> no. I didn't think he was that cute. We still have to do that fucking god-awful movie he directed. The fan one. It's so... It's so stupid. Stupider than stupid. Um, because they couldn't, well, plus it would have been uncomfortable, but because they couldn't really afford people to, to stay, um, after the body, after the people were killed, they had to cover them with sheets and then they put store mannequins on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Getting back to Slumber Party Massacre. (laughs) In Slumber Party Massacre 3, there's one scene where, well, the killer comes through the door and he drills the guy who answers it. So he collapses on the floor right in front of the door, and which is right near the stairs. But there's a scene that I think you can only notice it if you're... Looking, looking for, for it. it, yeah, because it's it's quick. But there's a scene that's shot from the top of the stairs when the girls are running down, and they kind of step on his leg as they're running, and I always feel bad for him. He doesn't react. He doesn't break, you know, character of right it dead, being yeah. a dead body. <laughs> but yeah, they run on his leg as they're trying to get away. <laughs> Poor thing. Just so okay. Anyone know this dickhead? <laughs> I need to do... I need to get Slumber Party Massacre 2 on here. And I would like to do the first one again because 
when I did it with James, it was a disaster. Oh, what was the disaster about it? The mix oh, was okay. completely out of sync. I don't know what happened. I think it was because we were doing different, using different sources. But that we were supposed to do something else that night. I don't remember what it was. Um, but for some reason we couldn't, and um, we were just running down things that were accessible yeah, to both yeah, yeah. of us. And I watched it on my Blu-ray, and he watched it on Prime, I think. And I think that had a lot to do with it. Well, then again, um, my I wasn't even in sync with it, yeah. the commentary. You would dirty yeah. pump. You could do a take two. And I would like to do another one for part three, because the one I did solo, all I did was bitch about how shitty the transfer was for the Blu-ray. <laughs> this is like your room when you do a podcast. <laughs> mm. Bottles filled with piss. <laughs> Shut up. People are not supposed to know about that. Okay, how to use Are you wearing tissue boxes for shoes? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not Jack McFarland. Gonna uh, try fly me in the spruce caboose. Okay, right. would you stifle yourself, Edith? <laughs> I do like a um, when you can see the villain approaching shot. And it's not all just jump scares, it's... Yeah, I know, you told me that. You had a weird thing about fucking... Um, how you want it to see in a movie where somebody just gets killed by the killer and doesn't react because they don't know. I don't know what the... I still don't know what the fuck you were on going well, on about. For, even in this movie, when the mother, she was crying on the bed... And then suddenly she senses someone's there and looks around to go, <gasps> you know, why not just kill her while she's crying on the bed? <laughs> well, I'd be crying on the bed too if I had that fucking family. If I came out of retirement for this. <laughs> Although I don't, I don't think I see it as much anymore, but I'm not really a fan of... Um, there was a time when the camera work during fast scenes it almost looks glitchy to me as if stuff's moving too quickly or maybe they like filmed it slowly or something and sped it up um I don't know um maybe maybe um but the the one scene I thought this was this was interesting because it's it's very technical and you really don't hear about being a costume designer being very technical. But the costume designer knew that one of the 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 female I think it's Wendy is it Wendy who gets killed at the at the table? Um, yeah, and it's in slow motion. She knew that that was going to be in slow motion so she purposely put 
made her wear a blouse with very thin material, lightweight material, so that it would move yeah. during oh, the yep, slow yep, motion. Yep, yep. That is paying attention to detail. I like it. Something <laughs> I will ask you, even though you don't like the movies, because um, I've been listening to a podcast where they they keep playing a snippet from Scream for some reason from the recent one, uh, and it's where Ghostface is talking on the phone. And I was wondering, I wonder if the actor who's playing Ghostface um, pays attention to how the killers, you know, had, like, did he listen to how Ski Ulrich and Matthew Lillard deliver their lines and try to replicate that? I'm going to say no. Because otherwise, he's just playing it the same in every movie, you know, (laughs) regardless of who the villain turns out to be. Did you ever... um watch the YouTube they have a bunch of them of YouTube videos of people using that voice changer thing well they have they have one that is um officially a screen licensed voice changer that is garbage um (laughs) it just it makes you sound like a chipmunk or it makes you sound really low like Adrian like, yeah kind of like that it's not good um but they have other ones too um that people were playing with they uh, they really don't work yeah. very well um cause uh, one of my biggest issues with Scream was it when they were using the voice changer, how did the person on the phone not hear their real voice in the background? Yeah, yeah, because it's just at their mouth. It's not... Yeah, they're just talking through a thing that they had to keep close to their mouth. Yeah. Because they weren't on speaker phone. No, no. They had to hold the phone to their ear with one hand and with the other hand hold the voice changer... Which means that their voice would probably be heard more yeah, than yeah. the altered voice because of the position of the mouth. Yeah, it's like a kazoo. So I'm calling shenanigans. Another thing I would still like to fucking know, which is one of the biggest plot holes in the original screen, is where the fuck was the father the whole time? But didn't they uh, attack him and have him tied up? But he was gone for days. Yeah, without feeding. But him. where the fuck was he? He I never checked into the hotel. He never arrived at whatever fucking at- business trip he was going on. Where was he? At Billy Loomis's house. With locked in the closet? Yeah, yeah. No. No. With Tom Mm-mm. Cruise? No. No, you mean with R. Kelly? Tom, get out of the closet. Um. <laughs> if you would have said R. Kelly, that would have been funnier. Well, I was referencing the South Park episode where Tom and John Travolta were in the closet. 
But R. Kelly did those god awful in the closet music videos. Oh my that god. Were so painfully bad. <laughs> anyway, Scream is a bunch of shit. Uh, wasn't there was actually some young kids? Didn't they kill someone based on the Scream movie? And yeah, they, just, they couldn't afford it. I was just yeah, thingy? yeah. They and they they filmed. Yes, that's right. Uh, I was I was actually uh, I remembered that case when it first happened, and I I watch a lot of uh, true crime stuff on YouTube, and that that case came up not yeah. too long ago actually so i was i was revisiting it and they were playing they were showing the video that they filmed after the murder when so, in the car when they were driving away yeah and they were all amped up that they had just killed mm. some people it was really kind of disturbing uh, uh, uh whatever happened to the boys i don't remember yeah I think they got tried as adults. Oh, okay. So they could still be in prison. Oh, if it's they probably, uh, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I always worry. Not always. I worry about uh, there was some British boys who were young, and they would be released. Or well, one of them's released. I reckon. I reckon the other ones continued to be bad. And you talking about the ones? Who got the movie Mikey banned? Yes, yeah. Mm. Uh. Bring in the mannequins. <laughs> well, there was a very famous case here um, where this kid, uh, he was like 12 or 13. And he killed uh, a four-year-old boy. Um, and it was... Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. But uh, what he did to this kid was... There's no words. Yeah. But he just recently got out. Um, his name is like Eric Smith or something. He's yeah. got a really generic name. Um, but supposedly they think he's reformed. He's, he's a born again Christian, and now he's all Jesusy. Um, so yeah, he's like um, on parole. Well, I, I, as naive as I may sound, I, I do hope that people were rehabilitated because that that is like a a hope for imprisonment. And if they don't, then that's unfortunate, and they. That's you know. a hope. Yeah. But it's primarily you're being punished for something you did wrong. Yes. Like it, it's because uh, we studied in in legal studies at school. Like there are like four reasons for imprisonment, and one of them was like as a deterrent. One was a punishment. One was something else, and one was for rehabilitation. So. That is like a goal that we have is that you shouldn't have to come back. <laughs> but that's can sometimes be a pipe dream. Yeah, but the Australians are a little more civilized than the Americans. Um, although, know. although, um, 
I mean, uh, uh, Americans have produced some some pretty despicable people. However, um, <laughs> no, well, mm-hmm. a lot of really really bad people have come out of the UK. Okay. There's a lot of like really ugh. I serial killers that there's like no yeah yeah words. Sometimes um, when a culture has such um, social norms, that's when you get the most aberrations. And I find that the Brits can be polite to an extent that I can imagine the worst of it being, you know, on the polar end. Mm. That, I was just going to say, they said that that got a big laugh in the theater. I don't think that's funny. No, I, I, I don't think it deserves a big laugh. It's um, more of a, a shock laugh. <laughs> it's turned into like a Piper Laurie. All roads lead to Margaret White. Yes. And I like it. <laughs> and he's, he's even like sort of in a, a crucifix position here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what else? I like that. I like it. Oh, the dirty touching <laughs> all over me. His whiskey breath. Hmm. I got down on my knees and prayed for strength. Hmm. <laughs> But now, oh my God, <laughs> the devil has come home, and we'll pray. Sort of matching this character, how <laughs> she was like for the last before. time. <laughs> we'll pray. We'll pray for the last time. All right, Amy Irving. Was she married to Steven Spielberg? Yes. Are they still? No. No. Okay. That's a very startled yes. <laughs> because it was like a duh. And um, Nancy Allen was married to Brian De Palma. Oh, really? Oh my god, you didn't know that either? No, no. That's how she got the parts in oh, all his movies. God. I've got one of his movies up um, to watch. One with Rachel McAdams. Oh, his... One of his newer ones? Yeah. I was thinking about checking it out, but I was like, eh, this doesn't sound too good. Oh, it looks very... um. Like the cover art looks like Hitchcockian, which is his big thing. Although, actually, Ooh. I started thinking <laughs> during Tusk how, like, it's almost Vertigo where um, he's trying to get the new person to look like the old lover. <laughs> how dare you! <laughs> so he's how? dressing up Justin Long as a as a walrus to be like his lover, Mister Tusk. <laughs> how 
dare you compare Tusk to Hitchcock? <laughs> to Hitchcock. <laughs> that fat man is rolling in his grave as we speak. Well, and, and he's having a lot of trouble because, you know. He was he's cremated. So, he's so pasty. Well, he, I was going to say because he's so fat. <laughs> yeah, fat shamer. I didn't shame. I just said he was fat and he couldn't roll over. It's like uh, watching a turtle try to roll over. Oh. <laughs> See, that's cute. But when a cockroach does it, I, uh, ugh. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Sometimes Dakota gets a bit caught in her back because we've got such Aww. a fluffy quilt and like when I'm <laughs> patting her on the bed, she sort of claps up into it. Oh. That's a long piece of a glass. Mm-hmm. You know, I <laughs> once, once ran through a pane of glass when I was young. <laughs> really? On accident. I slipped on the floor. And what? Was like, you did what? Oh, accidentally. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll let that one slide. Go on. Yes, I, I was running and I slipped and glided straight into a band of glass. And <laughs> you always laugh at the most inappropriate things. Was it like a, a sliding glass door? No, it was next to the front door. There's like a, a you know, a foot, a, a, a vertical piece of glass. Uh-huh. You slipped and went through it? You were, no, my my feet slid kind of like risky business on the tiles. Oh. And I, you know, was propelled into the glass plane. Pain. <laughs> I only needed, a, your, I only got like five stitches. It was nothing that Did your mother have a shit fit because you broke the window? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she was very concerned. <laughs> we went to the hospital. But I still didn't get a day off from school. <laughs> that shit me off because it was like. <laughs> she didn't beat you up? Oh, yeah. We, she took me to the priest. You damn fool. You ruined the door! Yes. This is so home alone. Ah! <laughs> Look what your brother did to the door! <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the glass. You have no idea what I'm quoting. No, right what now, are you talking really about? It's really scary to me. What? What were you talking about? You don't know what you damn fool you ruined the door is from? Oh, yes. From Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I worry about you sometimes. No, I, I like listening to these quotes. I, I know they're from something, and then I, I, I just don't like to think too much. It, it you don't like my, to think about it? It okay. hurts my head. Oh. makes me sweat. Mm -hmm. I just enjoy being in the tide of your knowledge. And you're sure you're not blonde? 
Well, I'm greying, so that's a, a kind of blonde. That's a kind of. That's a kind of um... pigment. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a pigment of my imagination. You're young to be greying. No, uh, I've got a. Uh, I've got like a patch of grey in my um, face hair, my beard. Like it looks Still. like I've drunk milk. Oh. Or you got a big cum stain on your face. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which wouldn't be out of character. (laughs) I should clump up my eyelashes in one spot. Mm. Why don't you get some just for men on that shit? Oh, God, because I'm not that vain. I don't care. Get some shoe polish. <laughs> mm. They're very blase about killing people, which I realise they're mur- you know the ones that have organised it. But it's like oh. that's the part I actually believe the least. You really don't know anything about them. But like when when he was saying, "Would you die already?" Like that, I found the most believable part of killing someone. It's He's like, he doesn't realise how much effort it would take. And Yes, because in movies all the time, people mm. die instantly. Like, when I did it, it took ages. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say, too. Um... This kind of reminded me of a movie called Body Count um, with Alyssa Milano and Justin Theroux. Okay. Um, I think it was like made for cable or something and it came out in 96. But when it was on cable, it was called Below Utopia. Oh, I've Um, seen that one. Yes. Ice-T is in it. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, he had hired everyone to come yeah. to the house to kill the family. And I believe it was for money, too. Yeah. Did you ever watch the movie Stag? With the, okay, yeah. With Taylor Dane? Yeah, I like that one. That Was that a play? I don't... I doubt it. No, well, it was all set in the one place, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, although, and I don't know, I, I don't know if it was the same story, but I remember the news agency had, was selling books, and one of them it wasn't called Stag, but it had the photo, like that was the cover art. <laughs> and I thought, oh, is that the movie? Hmm. Like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I got it. That became like a budget uh, DVD that you could get at yes. like, uh, pharmacies and shit. Did that have Courtney B. Vance in it? No, uh, Mario Van Peebles. Oh, okay, yeah, baby. He sort of fell off the face of the earth. He did. He was cute. Uh, his, his dad was a famous director, wasn't he? He did like. Black exploitation. Yeah. 
Was it Melvin Van Peebles? Yeah. Was Mario in, um, was he in Rude Awakening? I don't know what Rude Awakening is. It was Cheryl and Finn. I never saw that. Ah. It was a good little, it was was a TV show. So what did you dislike about the movie? Um, Be specific. Don't just say, oh, everything. <laughs> I thought it was very unoriginal. Okay. I told you I did not like the motive. Yeah. Um, wasn't really much story. Uh, that fucking song. I kept playing over and over again. Yeah. Uh, the only really likable characters are Barbara Crampton, who dies early in the movie, and the Australian girl. Everybody else I was indifferent toward. Because they really didn't have any... um, backstory they weren't really fleshed out yeah yeah i mean at least you knew about her and you knew you knew more about her than you knew about anybody else yeah. and she told her story in 10 seconds yeah yeah but it was it's funny because i bought her story that was told very quickly yeah and uh you know uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, succinctly. It, it condensed. Succinctly, thank you. But um, I did not buy in a Texas, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake when they tried to explain away uh, Jessica Biel knowing how to pick a lock. They're like, how did you know how to do that? In juvie. I call oh, my God. youth misspent. <laughs> And then she, and then uh, there was another thing that she could do that you wouldn't think that she would know how to do. And she just turns to the friends and smiles and says, Big Brothers, shut up. Yeah, yeah. So stupid. Fucking tell me to calm down, Tom. This entire situation is out of control. We don't even know what's going on. She's hurt. She's not faster than us. You stick to the road. Did you end up watching the show Candy that she was in? Where are you going? No. Okay. I think I'm getting used to her. I'm not <laughs> like because I hated the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, oh, I shouldn't say hate. It just wasn't. I much, much, much prefer the original. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. I would hope so. Um, I when I first saw it. I recognized it as a bad movie, but I liked it in spite of that. Because I do like bad movies. Um, But then it got to a point where I was like, I can't take this. I think I just found it too Michael Bay. I think that he was the worst part of it. Mm. Well, I thought the writing was awful. The dialogue was painful. 
Um, and then there was, of course, Arlie Army playing Arlie Himself, Army. Yeah. Which was a little too over the top. Yeah. And there were there were certain scenes too that I think they thought we were gonna be ooh, this is so this is gonna be so suspenseful. Like, for example, the scene where the sheriff has the uh, one guy, um Yeah, yeah, like on his knees or something and he's saying No, he hasn't put the gun in his mouth. Yeah. To uh, to reenact the girl shooting herself in the van. Yeah. And, it's and like, I, I thought that is... girl shooting herself in the van was unnecessary. I just like, oh. yeah, <sighs> yeah. Um, no. But what I was trying to say was, there's no, there was no suspense in that moment with him putting the gun in his mouth because you know he's going to turn the gun on the fucking sheriff, and you know there's no bullets in the fucking yeah. gun. And if you don't know that. Then you're a half wit. <laughs> now you're full of wit. This is um rear window. <laughs> mm. So I I feel this is the tail end of uh digital camera last last cycle. No, I think digital cameras were over by this point. Yeah. This or, is 2011. Yeah, this would have been, yeah, yeah. Would have been uh, dated for a... Yeah, cameras on cell phones were really starting to get sophisticated by yeah. this point. Because the iPhone was out by 2011. Although she was using a flip phone. So maybe well, she... Well, still, they, they were getting... They were, they were pretty good yeah. pictures... By 2011. And the iPod was doing pictures, yeah. Um, I don't or, think. Oh no, no, yet. maybe they not were. Yet. You could have pictures on them, but not tag them yet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I had an iPod Touch and and I got it in 2010 and it didn't have a camera. Yeah. Um. But I remember how fucking shitty the quality was. Uh, pictures um on flip phones and like yes yeah oh six oh seven and then they said it wasn't you know anywhere near what it is now but it was it was definitely it was enough it was good enough to make people not want to use their digital cameras anymore. yeah yeah because it was just easy to use yeah. your phone I never had a digital camera. I never saw any use for one. I had one. Um, I bought a... Um, um, oh, God. No, it's 21. Uh, so, yeah, about 17 years ago. <laughs> I thought it was funny, like, because I had just... I was with my ex, you know, we had just gotten together. And it was coming up to, I think, Valentine's Day. And he was like, oh, like, I've gotten you something really good. You're going to be so, like, happy with it. And so, like, he was really building it up. So I thought, oh, 
what the hell? Oh, get you something good. And so I bought him a video camera because we we're going to go on a road trip to Melbourne. A uh, uh, digital camera. And then, like, so he got the present first and he got all embarrassed. <laughs> and he gave me his present, which was um, six wine glasses. Uh, and three of them were smashed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And like, <laughs> that wine glasses from Target. And I was like, thank you. Uh, really? <laughs> and he kept saying, you're going to love your gift. Yeah, like. <laughs> Was this the crackhead? Yeah. Uh, well, that makes sense. That should have that ticked me off straight away. Yeah, it should have. I thought you were going to say that he got you a camera too. No, oh, no. Ugh. I mean, that would have been a cute, funny story, but no, this is like... Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, in the original ending, the Australian girl gets killed by the police. I don't think I would have liked that. No. Because I, I did think that was going to happen, but um, I'm glad she there's didn't. Very, there's very little difference to what is in the final cut of the movie, because instead of getting shot in the shoulder, she gets shot in the head. Yeah. Because um, this but is yeah, hard to the, explain away. <laughs> they thought it was um it would be too much of a letdown for the audience to have rooted for this character throughout the whole movie just to kill her off in the final moments yeah yeah and for it to have fought so much through the movie yeah there was something about her though that I knew straight away that she was going to be the strongest character. She Who's was going to be the final girl. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, I understand in movies where uh, uh, the final person gets killed and, you know, they're fine as well. But I think that in some movies like this, having them get killed, you don't want the villain to win. And that yeah. would have resulted in that. Whereas, um, when the final person gets killed, it's often a case of everyone's lost as opposed to it's a winner. Mm -hmm. Chicken dinner. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hmm. I don't, I don't it's, it's fucking freezing out here. I'm think inside. I disliked the movie as much as you think I do. <laughs> you um, just come across very hateable. <laughs> um, I just found it to be slightly less than middle of the road. <clears throat> it's not a fucking Rob Zombie movie, okay? It's not X. <laughs> I think because it didn't get like a, 
glowing reviews. It didn't get bad reviews, but like, yeah, it, it did. It got it did get good reviews. Oh, okay. Oh no, I mean, it like, got mostly most. It yeah. did get some some bad ones, but it did get mostly mostly favorable reviews. Like I feel like this is a three star movie. Like as in that the reviewers would give it more that, whereas they were giving like ready or not four stars, which is ridiculous. Which I feel, yeah. Um, sometimes I feel that when a movie gets a lesser review, it's better for it. Because <laughs> then you can get pleasantly surprised. Not that I disliked Ready or Not either, but I just found that I would actually prefer this movie to that movie. I think Ready or Not was an attempt at slapstick horror. Yeah. Which is, you know, also... I, I like to call splat stick. Um, but Peter Jackson, the director, was not. Yeah. Wasn't it two directors? So, I don't fucking I know, they, and I don't give a shit. I think they went and did Scream, didn't they? Uh, well, yeah, they did, I think. And all everything makes perfect sense. Being that there's two, two directors, how fucking disjointed... The movie was, and what a fucking mess it was. And then they went on to do garbage like the what was it, five? Scream five? Yeah. Which was also a piece of uh, garbage. Oh. It was shit. In, in your opinion, it was garbage. <laughs> it was shit. Shit. In Paris. <laughs> I wouldn't get a He improved <laughs> he improved that made be an engagement and that got a big laugh. Yeah. In theaters. That is a funny <laughs> But how fucking delusional could you possibly be where you're admitting to this woman that you just enacted a plot to have your entire family murdered for an inheritance yeah and you think that she'd want to be with you well it's kind of yeah like i was just thinking like if that were to if she were to stay with him that would sort of be like the ending to gone girl where they both know they're both like disgusting <laughs> well he didn't have a choice that there was a difference yeah 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 I remember when I when I read the because I, I, I read the book before I saw the movie. Yeah, I was so fucking pissed that she got away with everything because <laughs> she was so fucking diabolical. Yeah, she was a good and villain. If, I liked her as if, a villain. But <laughs> if ever there was a character, a villain, I wanted to see get their comeuppance. It was that fucking deranged bitch. Like I wanted her to get killed by the trailer trash. <laughs> to have her whole plan fall out there but I was glad when they ripped her off yeah yeah that was a a good ride <laughs> and the Neil Patrick Harris moments oh and I wanted yeah. uh, and I wanted him to kill her. <laughs> all of it I wanted her comeuppance to come, but it never did. And neither did he. No, 
I still don't yeah. remember him showing some penis, but I'll, yeah. I'll take your word. You saw two peepees in that movie. Um, That's unusual. In for a good a way. Big Hollywood movie. Yeah. To have two dicks that weren't prosthetic. We need medic and back up immediately. Um. Or that we know of, anyway. Yeah. Who was the actress who played Amy in Gone Girl? I don't. Did she go on to do anything else? The the main girl, the one who yeah. went missing, Rosamund Pike, I reckon is her name. Uh, I... Yeah, she's quite well established. She's a British actress. Um. And she, ah, oh yeah, she was in a movie that I disliked with um, Peter Dinklage, I reckon it's his name. Uh, about, uh, she, uh, like, uh, I forget exactly what it is, but it, it was like her character steals money from old people through legal ability. Oh. I don't know, like, it was something like that, and... Uh, it, yeah, it wasn't a movie I'd recommend. I didn't like it. It was kind of like trying to be a black comedy, I reckon, but it just didn't work mm. for me. I don't like that. Cause, uh, oh, this and, is a special yeah, place in hell for people yeah. who take advantage of the elderly. And I think she tries uh, targeting Diane Weist, I reckon, wasn't it? And oh, no, not Diane Weist. What kind of person is this? Yes. A bad one. B -b -b bad. Did you see that movie she did with Mandy Moore? No. I wanted to like it. What was it? But I didn't. I don't even remember what it was called. Yeah. But I just remember. I think. I think Mandy Moore was on um a, some some talk show to promote it. It was an indie movie. Yeah. And she was on some talk show to promote it, and they showed a clip where, because her mother was kind of like, um, she played her mother, and she yeah. was like a little too um, overbearing, kind of, and she was like constant. I'm trying to think of a movie with a mother, mother character like that. So, um, where she's like, isn't wasn't she a bit too old to play her mother? Probably. Diane Weiss, the one from Lost Boys and Birdcage. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, they played a scene... They played a clip. The clip was... And bear in mind, I'm probably getting this wrong because it was a million years ago. But um, the mother um, came into the apartment and uh, I guess she was, like, moving things around and she found Mandy's dildo. <laughs> and... You just see Mandy, like, just... She had a sheet of paper in her hand that was her mother trying to sign up or something, I don't remember. And she was, like, covering her face with it, and she was so humiliated. Um, and Diane was just, like, saying how natural it is for, mm. for women to use toys like this. And she was just making it more and more and more humiliating. Yeah. And that was probably the best moment in the whole movie. 
which is probably why they showed that clip on the talk show. Yeah. And I was like, because I remember when I saw it, I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be so much better. But no, it was not. Hmm. Well, I enjoyed that movie. It was a good revisit. It's fine. It was fine. I've seen much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Like, um, um, oh, you know what? I I made the mistake recently of, um, I mean, I kind of, well, mm, you know how I had issues with the ending of the menu where mm-hmm. the, he let the, the, the main girl get away because she outwitted him with the hamburger or yeah and um i mean i i got i i I get it you know um i didn't like it but there was like some some youtube video that was trying to explain it further Um, i don't even remember what the fuck he said but um well. I, yeah, because I made the mistake of clicking on that video just to hear what they had to say, I keep getting videos about the fucking menu. <laughs> it's like um interviews and um like um like uh evening magazine segments and um interviews with the chef because they had like a real uh gourmet chef she was like a a a really big deal um she's like a um a european chef and she's the only chef in the united states who has a restaurant that has some kind of i don't know it's like some kind of it's like some kind of rating that's very very hard to get yeah and all of the dishes that were made in the movie, she, I think she, I don't think they were all hers necessarily, but she helped craft them. Yeah. And the one with the rock was very close to the one that she makes in her restaurant. Um, were you confusing Diane Weiss with Diane Kaysen? No, the, I'm not. Because no, it wasn't so? because I said so. Okay. <laughs> It was similar to because I said so. <laughs> it was similar to that. Um, but that one really wasn't that much about the mother-daughter relationship. That was about her trying to find the right guy. Yeah. Or fi- finding um, which guy had the better qualities or something i just remember tom everett scott being such a dick yes well that sounds like a dicky name you have you seen the movie no i haven't oh. the i actually 
Uh, that was back when I was watching film reviews, and it didn't look that great. No, it I don't think of, it got very good reviews. It's sort of like, um, oh, she was in, I oh, don't know. Uh, um, I find that there are some movies, when they have a certain poster, they're all basically the same movie. And her, her poster was like every other poster that looked like every other movie. That At was. that time, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like how they have the scream heads, the, the floating things. Yeah. Oh my god. There's a <laughs> There's a girl who does horror movie reviews on YouTube and she thinks the aughts were the best decade for horror. Oh. Really? She ought to know better. Really? I mean everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, but some opinions are just wrong. <laughs> because that is stupid. If anything, that was the worst decade for our... Well, I don't know what she's comparing it to. Um, I think like, the 90s. Because uh, I don't really oh. think she's very much into 80s, which says a lot. Yeah, yeah. About her opinion. Um, it's the best of what she's seen. So, obviously, she hasn't seen that much. Yeah. She did seem pretty young. Now, how long ago do you reckon this movie was? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm developing a sick obsession. Well, if you read me a title, I'll probably recognize it. <sighs> Swinging with the Finkles? No. Love Wedding Marriage? No. Um, hmm. License to Wed? No. Um, dedication? No. Maybe! I think that's it. Well, all you really had to do is Google Diane Weist, Mandy Moore, IMDb. I did, and it and didn't it show anything. Up. Like, it didn't, um... I think that's it. Dedication. Alright. Ah, oh, yes, it is. Because Diane played Carol, and Mandy played Lucy, and Billy Crudup played Henry. And what year was that? Oh, and Christine Taylor was in it. Ah, oh, directed by Justin Theroux. Yes, you did say that. I should have, that would have been an no, easy No, I didn't say that. No, I you said you did body count. Yes. Oh, God. Talk about full circles. That was 2007. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Mmm. Like easy, <laughs> easy Ride by Madonna. Yes. Which was apparently in some of the Madame X concerts, but not in the one that was televised. So that was frustrating because I like that song. Um, I don't even. Th- think she ever did that one live and yeah she was going to do rescue me live as well but i don't think that came about no i don't think she could have her voice didn't wasn't there for rescue me does a lot of talking i know but the chorus is yeah she's she's really the backup singers doing it (laughs) i'm singing (laughs) 
but that was I mean uh, not, uh, not dissing Madonna but uh, that song was um, done before she was vocally trained I thought for Evita so I feel like she could have attempted it but like I feel the, the singing she did post Evita was harder and the stuff mm. pre was more accessible Okay, we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about Madonna too much. Yes, we should do glitter. That was I'm a great harmony. You didn't say that. As terrifying as glitter is, <laughs> that will not be making an appearance on the Blind Rage podcast. And I'm sure everybody who listens to the show is very grateful for that. <laughs> I listen to next, it, though. Next thing you'll be saying we should be doing from Justin to Kelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Okay, so do you have any final thoughts on your next? Um, n- no, uh, thank you for, you know, uh, accompanying me on this journey. Uh, I look forward to the next one. Your choice. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're looking forward to that one. <laughs> I think I said everything that I wanted to say. I've got nothing next. left to say. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I want to thank... Uh, Tony, as always, for joining me on the podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.